I'm greeting you after a strange experience. Um, if you listen, oh, first of all, let me say hi. It's Hannah Smith of Friends, aka Roadside Shaman on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm going to apologize if I have a little bit of a weak voice this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to this. I have uh, been dealing with some major health issues. It's really strange. I, um, I've had a lot of m- medical journeys in this body, different experiences. And um, one of the things that I've been having to manage is the damage to my lower uh, trunk area that, uh, you know, from having cancer, having liposarcoma. I had radiation treatments and lots of surgeries and uh, restorative operations and procedures and yeah a lot chemo of course but the the major area of concern is because of the irradiated tissue that's severely impacted the um, microvasculature and stuff so anyways that's way too many medical details for anyone to even (laughs) worry about the point is it was managed. I'd been living well, thriving for <laughs> years. I had not had a cellulitis outbreak. I've had lots of issues and stuff. And I mean, there's autoimmune things going on. And, uh, you know, I've had a few things here and there over the past couple of years. But the cellulitis wasn't there. I hadn't had a cellulitis outbreak in almost five years. I found an old bottle of Keflex in my medical bin from 2014, early, early in 2014. So it's, yeah, it's been almost five years since the last time I had to deal with this particular type of situation. And I found myself a bit lost in my healing space for the first time in a pretty long time because the last time I was handling these sorts of problems I was still relying on western medicine Um, not completely I had used some natural modalities over the years always ever increasing every every year I would sort of add more um, (coughs) integrative medicines um, and reduce my reliance on the Western medicine. But when it comes to cellulitis, let's be clear, it's, it's a skin infection. It's, it's an infection in the epidermal layers underneath, like underneath. Like, so it has the capacity because of the intensity of it to go systemic very quickly, very easily, to turn into a blood infection or to turn into a bone infection. 
Um, so it's one of those things that you don't want, you know, uh, mess around with. You don't wait. You don't, you know, just the Western medicine is you see cellulitis, you napalm it with antibiotics immediately, you know, injections or infusions, definitely oral course of medication. Um, back when I was dealing with this on a chronic basis, and by chronic, I mean that like I had this level of inflammation and, uh, yeah, just inflammation. It was, it was edema. Lymphedema is, you know, it was just basically swollen red, uh, you know, not necessarily infected, but swollen and red, irritated skin and tissue for years straight, you know, varying degrees of, you know, intensity, but pretty much nonstop. And so when I think about how many times my body has lived through this particular wounding experience, I just was confused as to why it was coming back to me now. Because, like, I feel great otherwise. Like, I feel really like my body has been getting stronger and healthier. I, I, I throughout this year, I've been uh, putting muscle back on my body, which feels really good. It feels good to grow muscle slowly. Um, I put enough fat back on my body so that I have a, a good healthy store so I don't feel so scared and depleted and like a chihuahua in Costco. <laughs> so I feel in a lot of ways stronger and healthier, but I've also been doing and going and being and I haven't really been tending to my body care as much as I ought to. I've been doing a lot of like mental health, like, like, you know, spirit and cognitive time, you know, but I haven't really been spending a lot of time in body maintenance. Um, I mean, other than like my typical stretching and yoga and walking, you know, my regular exercise, but, you know, I guess the things that I would consider to be like beautification, grooming, um, you know, the more like what's considered typically feminine behaviors in our culture of of you know preening and and stuff and I've also not followed through on some of my um, my regular care modalities that I know really help me like steaming doing peristeaming uh, vaginal steaming yoni steaming you might have heard of this if you haven't you should look into it especially if you have a womb um, but I believe in steaming it as beneficial for anyone because it helps that whole area. I call it peri-steaming, as in the per perineum. So um, it helps with, you know, bowel stuff and, um, yeah, it's soothing, if nothing else. And so, yeah, look into... Uh, Peristeam therapy. Um, if you're on Instagram, the person that I learned from and one of the leading experts in this issue as far as like interculturally, she's literally a research practitioner 
she she has learned about this practice in um <clears throat> in like hundreds of countries around the world she's studied um what the practices are in those different countries i'm not saying she went to all of them i'm saying that she's researched how this practice ha is done in cultures around the world and it is done it's normal it's not weird um and it's very soothing and healing it's just been a matter of like me not taking the time to put into my feminine self or my vain self or my I don't know I just it's like I just couldn't quite get there to that degree of wellness like I was holding something back I guess I don't know so I just need to find a way to work through all of my calendar management issues and time management issues and intentional focus issues to actually get my, you know, chores done, so to speak. I, I, I really need to honor this body and I need to f heal this wound fully and completely. I think, I think that that's, that's the issue here is that this wound and I have been in relationship for 13 years plus more more than 13 years now because the first um, I mean it grew, it it was wounding me from the end I was wounding myself I grew my wound from from within my body grew my wound I didn't even need an outside force to injure me my body gave me a wound <laughs> to work on so yeah I uh, <clears throat> I've been in relationship with this wound for 13 years and I'm trying to release it I'm trying to get out of it completely free myself to not identify with that wounded nature anymore and there's this edge of resistance in my belief about scar tissue and what's mutable and what's immutable. And I know that that's not true because I've seen my body transform so dramatically in so many different ways. I know that my body can change more. I know that this fibrotic, woody, lumpy tissue can soften and release and you know even out I know that the fragile nature of my skin can become more resilient and flexible I know that the tender tactile nature can become uh, more smooth and um, balanced I've experienced that before I think the issue is I haven't I haven't committed to healing this completely the wound wouldn't still be here if I didn't still need it here for some reason
So I guess what this means is my commitment to speak into the void <laughs> or shout or wail or cry into the void as Soraya said um, on a daily basis needs to continue but what also needs to continue is daily care of this body vessel on a, on a, in a committed fashion. I need to make promises to myself and keep them. If I can't keep promises to myself, why should anyone else believe any promises I offer them? I just rambled, you guys. I totally realized I did not. Ooh, 744. Woohoo! Sorry, that's a good angel number for me. 7 is my favorite number, and 44 is. I don't know why it's angels, but it is. It's angels to me. It's Archangel Haniel, usually. I, I don't know why. Numbers say things to me. The point is, I realized I got halfway through that discussion on wounding, and I realized I never told you the resource for. Um, Perry steaming and it's steamy chick it's really simple at steamy chick steamy chick and it's steamy with a y not an ie so steam y chick steamy chick on instagram kelly garza they're one of the most amazingly powerful healers and instructors and their medicine is good and you you can I think I think you can still order herbs from them I think they stopped making chairs you know steam chairs but there's a lot of different manufacturers out there that now make steam chairs but I don't really even I used to use my steam chair like I made one out of a dining chair I don't even bother anymore now that my body is more flexible and I can like kneel or squat I usually just kneel or squat over a bowl I don't I don't bother using a steam chair so um, but you know to each their own and I would say if you're beginning in this practice and you're not comfortable trying to set up something on your throne um, and you're not crafty like you feel like you can't rig it on your own then I would just uh, look at some of the manufacturers that they recommend um, but I think you can still get herbs from them for for the steaming itself and if you can't then you uh, you can at least get recommendations on which herbs to pick up from your local herbal supply shop um, but I like to steam with yard weeds and you know different tea bags that I have laying around the house I use all kinds of bizarre intuitive stuff to steam with because um, I don't know that's just how I roll so uh, yeah, Ramble Town. Welcome to Ramble Town, guys. <laughs> this is me on two days with no coffee. So, um, yeah, when I said I've been dealing with this flare, the cellulitis flare, this infection, the starve a fever, feed a cold. That's the number one rule. I don't know why, but when your body is fighting infection, please don't give it anything else to do. Do you know what I mean? Don't give it food to digest. Don't give it experiences to digest. If your body is actively fighting an infection, go somewhere and just sweat it out, burn it out, rest, sleep, meditate, 
drink lots of fluids, of course. Um, and I would recommend um, herbal teas, different support, like dandelion is good for the kidneys because if your body's fighting an infection, <coughs> everything, those fluids, if it's not coming out your pores through sweat, it's going to be processed through your kidneys. So your kidneys are going to need some support in this time. So dandelion is great for that. In fact, in my teacup, just so you know, right now I have nettles for hydration and nourishment. I have raspberry leaf for uh, feminine grounding, sweetness, earth. I don't know. It just makes me feel good to have raspberry leaf. I have peppermint to soothe my tummy and quell any potential nausea and to also like... Um, lift my mind, elevate me a little bit because again, no caffeine. And I have, of course, dandelion for the kidneys. So that's what's in my teacup. And along with just a tiny, tiny amount of honey, it's my first, um, it's my first calories in about, uh, two, two days. So that right no day and a half whatever the last time I ate something was the night before yesterday <sighs> time is so weird oh my god <laughs> uh, I can't explain time ever <clears throat> so I swear I had a point in starting this discussion and now I can't even remember what it was. The point is keeping my promise. The point is I missed it yesterday. I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't. My body was in limbo town and I really didn't want to go into the fear space. And I really, really, really didn't want to go back into Western medicine, not like this, not for that. I mean, I just, my body has had so many antibiotics and my microbiome is so sensitive and so fragile already that the idea of napalming my gut with a course of Keflex or some sort of injection, I just, That's not how I wanted to handle it this time. I wanted to see if I could handle it a different way. I wanted to see if I could hold the vision of my own wellness strongly enough to reclaim it. And so far, the answer appears to be yes, because yesterday was kind of touch and go, but I'm waking up and I'm looking down and I'm seeing diminished redness I feel way less swollen. I have, you know, patches that are receding, that are like disappearing, you know. Um, and the temperature of the skin is down quite significantly. It's not as hot. So I feel like I may have found a way to even manage cellulitis with my shamanic practices and natural modalities, my somatic healing, like 
it took a lot of support. My parents really, like, helped me out a lot yesterday. I mean, they were seriously like, well, let's go. We're going to take you to the hospital because that's what you do. My mom knows. Like, she looked at it and she went, okay, so when are we going? You know? And I'm like, um, actually, could we not? <laughs> and my dad's like, I knew we should have started by praying. <laughs> My dad's like, <laughs> I just, I just want to pray so I can bring in energy of, of healing and understanding, make you feel safe, like we're here to take care of you and help you. And I'm like, dad, I know it's good. We're good. My mom is like, let's go to the hospital. But the thing is, my mom had a heart attack. My mom had a heart attack, and so she had a brush, you know? She had a glimpse, and ever since then, she's been a lot more go-along to get-along and a lot more, like, trusting in people knowing what their body needs. Like, I've noticed that she, it seems like she trusts me more since her heart attack. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. So, yeah, they came over yesterday, looked at everything. We talked it out. We hashed it out. I told them what my concerns were. They told me what their concerns were. And I said, look, I could put a poultice on it. it. Seems like it's diminishing. If I had a fever, the worst of it was night before last. It, you know, and it was a pretty high fever, I think, because I, I mean, I tend to go febrile when I get a fever. Like, I get... I mean, like, I don't know, like, uh, what is it called? A febrile seizure. Like, you shake violently from fevers. Like, that was me. Like, I was just a full-body spasm for um, a while. <clears throat> it was it was not a pretty sight. It was not cute, guys. It was... Hannah, when she has a fever, is not cute. <laughs> I have like eight blankets piled up on me and like a poultice on my tummy and a towel wrapped around it, right? So like a freaking, you know, cartoon baby diaper. <laughs> and I have like, I have like a giraffe suit, I think. I put my giraffe on, well, that was after I took the poultice off, but then I had my robe on front ways and then I had a pile of like random afghans and shawls just like stacked on top of me because I was so cold and I was like shivering like crazy just like like oh it was like oh man I just uh I'm just saying it was not cute but by midday the next the next day I was feeling like maybe I could turn the corner on this because the fever was gone and I felt like from the poultice and um the internal herbs I was taking the dandelion I felt like I was 
pulling it through. I felt like I was moving through it. I felt like the infection was lessening and the inflammation was going down. And I mean, oh, the primary thing I did was when I first woke up that morning, I knew I needed to fast. I knew I couldn't eat anything. I knew I couldn't drink anything with calories. I didn't even put honey into my tea, you know? Like, I don't care if it's a little bitter. Too bad, drink it. <laughs> it wasn't bitter, but, you know. Um, normally I do sweeten my tea, but yesterday all I had was water and herbal tea and water and herbal tea and water and herbal tea. I still threw up a couple times, you know, because <clears throat> my gut is a reconstruction zone, like much of this body vessel. Sorry, I had to take a sip. Um... So, anyways, yeah, tea, by midday yesterday, I felt like tea and turmeric poultice was going to save my life, and my mom was like, oh my God, can we go to the hospital? <laughs> so we had a conversation, and mom felt like if I would go back to her house and she could watch me, then we could wait and see. And I said, look, if, like, Emily's spo supposed to be here to watch Truman to meet the bus. So, like, that logistical part is taken care of. So, if I have to go to the doctor, we can work out the logistics of that. All that remains is whether or not I feel like I need that tool, but understand what we're talking about here we're talking about 12 to 18 month recovery period for my gut which affects everything it affects my mood it affects my joint pain it affects the rheumatoid process in different parts of my body i mean it's just your microbiome is your wellness and so if you don't care for it and you don't love on it and pay attention to it and feed it and nurture it then your body just implodes you know it it rebels against you if you don't care for your microbiome so 12 to 18 months versus like or you might die <laughs> so like that's all that they're thinking is that they're just thinking you could die and I'm just like I can't die they try to kill me so many times I can't die they can't kill me. <laughs> so like, I just start with that premise that this is not fatal. This is something to get through. This is something to endure and breathe through and move out of. Like, they tried to kill me so many times, you guys. Like, I have had so many brushes, glimpses, you know, near misses. I mean, can we talk about the car accident in college? Should we? Should we talk about the car accident in college? No, let's save that one for later. But like, I'm saying, near brush, near brushes with death. All through my life, near brushes with death. I made it a habitual ritual to go to the beach pretty much every summer for my birthday after we moved to San Diego when we, cause I grew up in LA. And we had a pool, so pool parties for my birthday growing up usually, right? But when we moved to San Diego, we were like, well, Hannah still wants to swim, so let's go to the beach. 
Well, Oceanside in July, a lot of times there's strong riptides, rip currents. And so I'd go to the beach on my birthday, go swimming, get sucked out in a riptide and almost drown. Someone had to come and save me. It happened like four years in a row. I'm not kidding. So like my 11th or 12th birthday until like I think the the time when I decided I'm not doing this shit anymore was my 16th birthday. So yeah, so like four or five years in a row, I went to the beach and nearly drowned. So, I mean, like, I don't know, guys. Like, my life process has been really interesting. Like, death is my familiar. I say that completely unironically. Like, death is my familiar. And so, like, I'm just looking at this going, what if it was the apocalypse? What if I didn't have health insurance? What if this is the first time I'd had this? You know? Would I go to the doctor if I felt sick with anything else? No. Would I have gone to the doctor if I had a fever and felt nauseous? No, because that's what I have. I have it all the time because of rheumatoid. I have fevers and throw up all the time because of rheumatoid. It, w it was a very dramatic spike and it was right after I had gone out to eat somewhere so that I thought for a moment maybe I had food poisoning, you know, because it just struck me like, bam, this fever. Like I was out having a conversation, eating dinner, no problem, in a really cute outfit that probably caused my flare. <laughs> there you go. Form over function, guys. Oh, my God. Never do form over function. Tight pants. I had I had um, these pants that you tie on, but I also had these like boxer shorts that I have that have like a really uncomfortable binding kind of waistband. And then I also had my belt. I have this like shell crystal belt that... I wear to compress my hip bones. It's like, it's actually counter pressure because of the joint pain, right? But that binding, that, that really hard, firm compression for hours and hours and hours in the car and then sitting at dinner, like, I, I really did a number on myself. I, I really compressed stuff. And I, I don't know that things weren't problematic before that but I know it definitely exacerbated that's what set it off completely like because I always have like a little minor inflammation or a little irritation in that area because of the radiation and like it just it that's just how the skin is there you know um so the fact that it got so bad so quickly made me think maybe it was something I ate at the restaurant, but that turned out to not be true. <laughs> as it was very clear as soon as I looked and saw the patch of redness, I was like, oh shit, I know what this is. And it's like, as soon as you know what the diagnosis is, like, okay, yeah, you feel some sense of relief and calmness because you know what it is, 
but in this particular case, knowing the diagnosis also meant that I had had a prescribed expectation of what the treatment ought to be, what the intervention ought to be, what the healing ought to be. But that's based off of old data, old modeling, old world medicine that I don't use or access anymore. It's allopathic. I just don't do it. So I had to go into this questioning space. I had to go into this deep listening space and find out what was being called for here. Was it being called to push through my fear, so-called displeasure, dislike, disbelief um, in Western medicine to use it one more time to attempt to correct? Or was I going to lean more deeply into these somatic processes and really trust that my body can be well on its own? Well supported, you know, but that I don't need to come in there and uh, intervene so aggressively with these stronger, uh, no, they're indiscriminate. It's not that they're stronger. I'm going to stop using that language because oil of oregano is fucking powerful. You know how I know that? Because that's what I put in my poultice. What? Yeah, I reeked yesterday because I had oil of oregano and turmeric and honey and lavender oil all up in my business. Yeah. Yeah. And it, for those of you that know essential oils, you'll know, like, you put oil of oregano in a poultice. I'd be like, yeah, I did. Because this is a bad infection. And I need to burn it out, really. You know? And it worked. It worked. I also did something that for me is like my, my like natural so-called, my, you know, plant-based version of napalm, which is internal essential oils. I almost never do internal essential oils. You know, like people, like all those freaking MLM companies, like, well, I won't use their names because I'm not going to talk crap about them, but like the companies that sell essential oils, branded essential oils, like our brand is better, you know, they're always like recommending, put two drops in a pitcher of water and drink it every day or whatever, like on a daily basis. And I'm like, guys, you are nuts. You're going to make yourself either develop an allergy or burn your gut lining because a single drop of Let's use peppermint as an example, because when they say peppermint or lemon is the ones that they often recommend to ingest internally. You put one drop, that's like drinking 50 cups of peppermint tea. Five zero, 50. Please tell me how that's good for your body. Please tell me how that would be well like provide wellness no it's too strong it's to be reserved for very specific situations and not on a daily basis good night nurse are you kidding me God. breathing should be done daily drinking water daily if you can if you have access to clean water 
sleeping? Sure, daily is pretty good for sleeping. Everything else can wait. Everything else could be done every other day or every week or every month or every year. That regularity of stuff, like medicating, in, you know, ingesting that kind of an intense product on a daily basis, and just like, sure, sit down and eat <laughs> seven lemon peels for breakfast. Does that sound like it's going to be healthier for you? Does it? No. So don't put a drop of essential oil in your water on a daily basis. Um, what I would say is occasionally when your body calls for a intervention, you know, you really want to do something internally. You want to send something through your system systemically. Then, sure, you can, under caution, ingest some essential oils internally, like one drop, two drops max. Um, and really dilute it in something, you know, liquid or honey or oil or whatever. But I really, I mean, some people do capsules, but I feel like the act of the essential oils coating your oral cavity and going up into your nose and l alerting your mind of what's coming, I feel like that is um, the more healing way to ingest essential oils because if you encapsulate it, it's sort of like you're just dropping something down into your tummy and then it bursts open and then your stomach has to figure out what to do with it with no other input, no other information. Like, it's just chemicals at that point. Like, there's no communion. So, yeah, capsules in general are kind of strange. So, anyways, <clears throat> I feel like I'm rambling and I feel like I've been talking for a very long time. I should check the timer on the recorder and see how long it's actually been. 38 minutes and 48 seconds. So, um, that's a pretty good long time for an episode, I think. And I'm pretty sure... My kid is going to start being up and rowdy in a minute, which means my window to record is shortening anyway, because I'm going to have some, some significant background noise in a minute. Plus, I really need to, like, switch the laundry. <laughs> and the noise of that running in here would make trying to record a podcast comical or an audio zine. I like Mark's phrase, audio zine. I don't, I don't know if... I don't know if he invented that or if other people have used that before or said it or described it, but to me, it feels like the perfect description of what we are here at Open Lines Radio. Um, and I do want to say thank you so much to all of the beautiful support that I've been getting from my spiritual support squad, my Psychic Friends Network, Deborah Mars. Oh, my howdy. She sent me some healing light last night when I was taking my poultice nap and I woke up and I swear 
felt the shift. Like I felt, I was like, yeah, you're not going to the hospital. Like my body felt so different. I felt calm. My cheeks felt cool. I felt clear in my head and my swelling was really markedly reduced. Um, so big ups to Deborah. She, she puts her money where her mouth is. She puts her energy where her spirit is. She puts her heart where her friends are. And I adore her. And so like, if you guys want to, um, work with a really powerful healer, um, I mean, really powerful healer, (laughs) hit up Deborah Mars on Instagram. It's Venus by Mars on Instagram, I think. I should double check what her exact little, mm, what is she called? But if you look at through um, Open Lines radio shows, you can see she's recorded quite a few episodes on Open Lines calling in to respond to stuff. Um, I find her discussions very fascinating. And I was blessed with personal conversation with her on my way home from Phoenix when we stopped for lunch with her. So I just I just adore her and I appreciate her so much. And I also want to give a shout out to Soraya who has been elevating my my well she's just she's elevating she's elevating isn't she elevating yeah it's so funny because she spends a lot of time kind of grousing and talking about the difficult things or whatever and going ah it's terrible but it's also lovely and beautiful and wonderful and great it's like both you know like she's i get where she's at with this whole thing i feel like we're all kind of and you know mark and holly they do the same thing they talk about the dark moments they talk about the struggles that they're in but they also talk about the beauty and the levity and the and the evolution and the revolution and uh yeah, I just, I listened to, um, uh, An- Angie, the Between Blue Worlds show, I forgot, I think it's Angela, Angie or Angela, I'm sorry, I should learn who my cohort is better, but, um, yeah, that one was really, that's, I like her because she's real with the background noise, I like that it's just free flow and, you're hearing her activities of daily life and it's just really great. So if you've listened to all of this, <laughs> you must be dedicated, uh, uh, open lines radio fan. So I do hope you'll branch out and check out our other audio zine contributors. Um, you'll be really amazed at how the conversation Enfolds. It's like, and it's so strange because we send them, we just submit them. It's not like we're all sitting around listening to each other and then deciding what to talk about. It's, it's just like, I'll randomly be talking about, you know, I don't know, being kind. And then Saraya will be talking about being kind. You know what I mean? It's just like this weird 
echo or reverb or preverb or I don't know. It's just check it out. Check out the other contributors. If you're only here listening to my stuff because you're interested in my stuff, give the other stuff a try. Um, They played a really awesome Terrence McKenna lecture the other night. And I think last night when I was having fever issues and poulticing and showering, they had a live set from a band, but I tried to listen to it and I think I missed it. Like I didn't start, I didn't, I didn't catch it in time because I was in weird healing space. So anyways, there's a diverse amount of content available on Open Lines Radio, so I highly recommend it. And I think that that should be it. I think that should be it because I'm going to make a commitment to a daily recording. But it doesn't need to be an hour and it doesn't need to be a half an hour. It doesn't need to be any length of time at all. It just needs to be me recording something daily with a Sabbath. That's good. There we go. If I didn't record something on Friday, that's okay because it was my Sabbath. I needed it for healing. I can have grace for myself for not meeting my own promise because it was a Sabbath. Or prescribed a Sabbath, a day of rest. So, that's a great way to end this because I'm still in my Sabbath. And coming out of it you know it's weird my sabbath isn't the same like what the jews time it as i don't think i mean not really i think it starts at like noon on friday and goes to noon on saturday i don't think i do the sundown thing but i don't know whatever i haven't ever really examined it that closely i just sort of take the sabbath when the sabbath is called for because <laughs> why time is a myth <laughs> Time is not real. Time is fiction. Especially Gregorian time. If you want to get real, go lunar time. Go galactic time. 13 moons. And that can be it. Because we are also still in full moon energy. And that's probably one more reason why this purging is happening. This burning off. This Taurus full moon is reminding me that I gotta be taking care of my body. Taurus is about body care, feeling good, caring for body. Full moon in Taurus is about caring for the body. So, I got the message, universe. I don't need this wound again. I don't need this message again. I don't need this signal or sign again. I don't need this course correction again. I release it now. say Chihololi, which means I love you, and Chukma Chipisilacho means hello, I will see you 
as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. Broke down, thought that I would drown Hoped I'd be found, for I hit the ground Sunday's at the corner of my eye Yeah, saw you weeping, saw you creeping Saw you sneaking in the shadows long The fear's so strong Saw you at the corner of my eye Oh